Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, November the 6th, 2020. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about don't focus on the negative, which is easy to do in 2020 for sure, but I'm going to hopefully steer you guys in the opposite direction. You already know this, but it's nice to have a reminder, and I'm going to do it in storytelling fashion today. But before I jump in, a couple housekeeping things. One reminder, our 50 Days of Fitness Fat Loss Challenge is kicking off here in four days. If you guys are interested, hit me up. We will be rocking the last 50 days of the year. It's our annual you know, kind of fat loss challenge there. Even if fat loss is not the goal, it's just nice to have an accountability partner and a community and a team holding you uh, to a higher standard than you would be held to on your own. I promise you guys, you will do much better with us than you would by yourself during this time of the year, especially now, uh, as weird as things, you know, tend to be at the moment. So if you're interested, the link is currently in my Instagram bio. If you guys want a podcast discount code, hit me up ASAP. I'm happy to share that with you if that makes things easier for you to jump in and do that. It's the last uh, online coaching program we'll be running this year. So I'd urge you guys to jump in on it if you're trying to, you know, head into 2021 full of momentum with some better eating habits and drinking habits and overall lifestyle habits as opposed to just kind of wallowing in uh, in the mess that uh, a lot of us find ourselves in at the moment. So uh, on top of that, this podcast is brought to you by my homies over at Beam CBD. It is beamtlc.com and again i can hook you guys up with a 20 percent off code always and forever it's the cbd that i use it's thc free so you'll not get high you got to go somewhere else for that but i do take the beam dream product every single night for sleep which i have been loving lately there's actually some theanine in there uh melatonin as well as 20 milligrams of the cbd and i also do use the tincture my wife and i use it a lot we actually give it to our dog as well uh, I find it to be beneficial. My sleep quality is the dopest it's been in a long time. So if you guys are interested, hit me up. I can share the code with you there. And obviously, uh, if you really want to try the Dream product, we have some Dream sample uh, tablets here. We can actually, Monica will send them right to your front door. You can try the Beam product yourself and then make the call. But I do feel for you know inflammation and just overall deeper, more restorative sleep, it has helped me a ton. So I'm happy to always share that with you guys. And that's Beam no THC in it, just pure CBD. So we are going to jump into this podcast in a minute here that my homie Travis Merritt had sent out, um, basically just walking through a conversation with the client who was trying to kind of blaming themselves, trying to you know be their own worst enemy, being overly critical and negative of the effort that they were putting in. And that's why I wanted to share it with all of you guys. But I have a few housekeeping things I want to just dig into quickly. And obviously, it's called the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast. Obviously, my business is called Jeremy Scott Fitness. The building that I'm sitting in has that on the heading here. And so I'm an advocate for fitness. I'm an advocate for eating the right foods, doing the right exercises, taking care of yourself. And as this year has been less than ideal for most of the health and fitness community because I believe we have been, you know, wrongfully put in certain boxes and paired with other businesses and organizations and called 
not essential, which I don't think you can call anybody's life's work not essential and think that we're not going to think you're complete assholes for doing that. And as I'm kind of looking through LinkedIn today, just making my updates and posts, they had shared something here over on the morningchalkup.com, and it was sad for me to see. And for a lot of you, this isn't going to mean much, but the San Francisco CrossFit, which is a 15-year-old legend affiliate, is closing up shop. And a lot of you are like, well, Jeremy, why do you care about that? You're not a CrossFit box, you're not a CrossFit person. And I'm not a CrossFit person, admittedly. But that San Francisco CrossFit is going to close on November the 15th, so just a handful of days from now. And it's an end of a legendary gym in the industry. And the reasons behind it obviously stem from all the COVID shit that's uh, going on. And uh, Kelly Sturette and uh, Juliet Sturette are the owners of the gym. And if you guys don't know Kelly, uh, he's the original like Mobility Wad guy. Now I believe it's Ready State on Instagram, which he has a huge following. And I have learned, I went through the Mobility Wad certification, so I obviously have learned a lot from him over the years. And if you're talking about mobility and putting athletes in a position to be successful and, and move better and understand the body, I don't know if there's anybody who's helped me more than he has. The dude is a genius. He's master class. And... Uh, he is the one who started that, uh, obviously, San Francisco CrossFit. And to hear that they're going out of business, it's it's gut-wrenching. It really is. It, it's saddening for me to hear that. And I, he's going to be fine. Um, obviously, he has a, a whole other brand online, similar to myself, that can make other uh, areas of your life run. But even with that said, it, it's tough to... Uh, it's tough to see these places fall the wayside. Hannah Eden is another great example. Her pump fit place in, in Fort Lauderdale uh, is closed, and, and she is out of business in her in-person stuff. Now, she will be fine, but understand these places employ multiple people. It serves multiple purposes, and seeing these guys fall victim to this scenario, not due to what I would consider the pandemic, our reaction to it is what has, has caused this, and the overreaching of a lot of entities, it's really sad to see. Now you take and people say, well, their business should have been set up better. It, that There's a great area there with all of this. And if I take the San Francisco CrossFit here, Kelly Surrett's gym, for example, they had no debt. They received the PPP and they pivoted to do some stuff online for their athletes. But eight months later, what are people supposed to do? Like, they're in San Francisco. Now, California has been eating the, the most shit of anybody, and it's it's utterly ridiculous what they've had to do. And the gap between their monthly revenue and their overhead costs is just too significant for them to obviously move forward. You take into account, obviously, they've had some, like, equipment theft because they've been having to do a bunch of shit outside because inside is so dangerous, so they're moving the stuff outside. Loss of staff, and then you add in the additional cleaning and sanitation operational costs. Uh, it's a pain point for them and not knowing when they're going to be able to operate at anything near full capacity they just the decision to pull the plug was the only one they could make and it's really tough for me to to hear that and see that because i think again you're losing a great outlet for people in the san francisco area you're losing a gym that's been around for 15 years which is really fucking hard to do and uh, I just feel bad. I feel like the fitness community lost uh, a great resource and, and a great place to go and a great place to learn. And that's been happening more and more and more. And if I wasn't so completely crazy in my brain 
and have the energy that I have and be willing to gut through all this horse shit, I would have done the same thing probably a couple months ago because it's like there's only so much you can take, right? And I think a lot of times people don't understand the positions that we are in in fitness. And when I say me, I mean a person like myself or a Kelly or a Hannah that are still doing brick and mortar stuff where we could exist online solely but we're doing it because we love the people, we love the community, we see the importance of it, and it's fun for us, and we know it gives back so much more than people really understand. And so uh, that came across my stuff today, and just not uh, not a great year, for sure. And 2020 just keeps, the hits just kind of keep coming here. But uh, I share that, to share the same note, just because you guys, obviously, it's my stuff, and you, you hear me ramble a lot about uh, what goes on in my life. Uh, sadly, my dog, uh, I think, has a full ACL and uh, an MCL tear because we are at the vet last night super late and she's been limping around for a couple of days and it just is not looking uh, It's not looking great. My dog is 10 years old. And uh, other than that, she seems you know super healthy. But uh, really just, uh, it's tough to see that too. Um, this, year just, this year just sucks across the board. And, you know, it's a dog, right? So it's they don't understand that they can't run, they can't jump, why they're not getting to go for their walks. And I'm like laying there, and it's just it's really it's tough to see. It's a, it's a long road to recovery uh, for the surgery options. It is not cheap, which I found out uh, as well. It is actually ridiculously expensive, and uh, I'm just like man, just, just top it on the 2020 shit show uh, that's been going on here. So that's what's going on in my life this today, basically the last 24 hours. And that's where I'm at. But, uh, you know, I'm blessed. I'm very thankful to, to be in this position to be who I am and have all the things and people and the access and the resources and the reach and the influence that I have. So I'm, I'm thankful in that regard. But if you are having a shit year, just know you're not alone, you guys. And you, you can't focus on the negative because if you do, there's just so much there's so much sadness, you know, and uh, life is too short for that. And to quote uh my buddy Rick Sturb, who, who had a post the other day, he wrote, uh, life is too short. Make sure you spend as much time as possible on the internet arguing with strangers about politics, which uh, obviously he's being facetious in that and he's, he's completely joking because it's utterly ridiculous that people would spend their time doing that every single day. And this is not a political show. I'm not going to share my two cents with what's going on, but man, please, you guys, uh, don't don't do that. If you're doing that and you find yourself for hours arguing with random strangers, uh, I can promise you um, nothing good is uh, is going to come for that, for sure. So with that said, uh, I want to focus on this message that Travis had sent out to hopefully put you guys in a better mood here as I brought you down instantly in the first 10 minutes what's going on. But he, um, he sent out an email, and it was uh, a young man that he is coaching online, you know, good kid, hard worker who fell off, you know, the wagon, uh, you know, from the plan that, uh, he had started off on. And, uh, you know, when he checked in with them, he'd commented that he just had felt overwhelmed with life and was disappointed, you know, with missing so many workouts and meals and day to day tasks that were going to help him, you know, get where he ultimately wanted to go, which I think a lot of you listening right now can probably relate. You've had a lot of shit going on in, uh, in 2020 and it's been less than, uh, less than ideal obviously for sure. And so this young gentleman, he goes to school, goes to work, recently got engaged. Uh, His schedule changes kind of week to week. So he feels like he's always in a state of chaos where he can't create a steady routine and is just, you know, kind of feeling overwhelmed. 
And I want to share with you the response that I would give to anybody and that any good coach is going to give to someone who might be in the same situation where they feel overwhelmed and they find themselves slipping, you know, into less than ideal eating patterns, drinking patterns, and training patterns. And the first thing I would say to any of you listening out there, if you found right now it's November 6th and 2020 just hasn't went the way you wanted it to, which I think we can all agree it's probably all of us. And maybe you haven't eaten the way that you promised yourself you would, or you've been drinking more than you wanted to, or you've skipped a couple workouts and you're stuck at home and with kids stuff or just normal life shit on top of the climate of the world, you just haven't felt yourself. What I would say to you guys is don't be bummed with yourself so far. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be your own worst enemy because this stuff is hard, man. And life is hard at times. And it's going to throw you around a bit. It's going to kick you in the nuts. It's going to punch you in the face. And that's okay. There is peaks and valleys for a reason. And it's hard to see the forest from the trees, but just know that is why they do exist. And you have to... Forgive yourself sometimes. Now, obviously, if you're being a lazy ass and you're just, you know, making up shit, then that's something different. But for a lot of you, there's been a lot of things thrown your way with schedule and work and life and the environmental factors that go on. So you have to be willing to forgive yourself and you can't beat yourself up about it. That doesn't make you any fitter, any healthier, and it does not make the situation any better. It just doesn't. And I know a lot of people are guilty of this, this negative self-talk, you you kind of against you. And the world is going to throw you enough crap as it is. Don't pile more weights onto yourself than you need to. And you have to hear me when I say that. Do not beat yourself up about this. It doesn't make you fitter. It doesn't make you better. And I promise you guys, it does not make you any healthier. And when it comes to schedules, I, I feel you. Like I could tell you stories of things that have gone on in the past couple of weeks for myself that have been less than ideal in terms of workouts and schedules and when I've had to shift and flow and squeeze them in. But you guys get it. We all know things come our way and it might not be ideal in terms of our workout situations and scenarios. And, you know, when life gets me and I'm a real human just like you guys, it really does. When I find myself feeling sad or stressed out or I feel like I'm all over the place and when I feel like I'm busy but I'm not productive and I think we've all been guilty of that, you feel like you're running around with your head cut off, you're doing busy work but it's not really productive work. When I find myself where I don't have as much control as I like or sometimes you probably feel like maybe you have no control, then I have to step back and I have to gain control of my time and that's the biggest key. Gaining control of your time where you can. While it might not be ideal, you're still in control of it. When you're letting time get control of you, you're not dictating your day. And I'm going to repeat that because it's, it's an important phrase for you to hear. When you're letting time get control of you, you are not dictating your day. It's distracting you. And it's the lack of control that's causing you to feel overwhelmed because you're not able to shut parts of your mind down when you should be doing other things. And we call that be where you are or being present, right? Like if you're walking your dog, be walking your dog. If you are at work, be at work. If you're with your wife or husband, be with your wife or husband. 
Don't have your brain be somewhere else. And I know that's easier said than done at times, but you have to really be able to kind of compartmentalize things and shut down your brain and just really be present. We call it being mindful of where you're really at. And again, for example, when you're still thinking about work, when you're spending time with your husband or wife, or you're thinking about schoolwork, when you're doing your workouts, I would recommend you to do a handful of these things to help you actually be present with where you're at. Because it's going to help you gain control of your time, and it's going to help you set some boundaries to be more productive in the moment. And so what I recommend is, if you can, and again, these are things that have helped me personally that I think can help many of you listening, on a sticky pad, write down your goals for the week. And don't try to go beyond one week for right now. Just do a week's worth. Now, I do a lot of stuff daily and weekly. So I try to do whatever my goal is, but what's the process to getting there? And obviously, what makes up my week are my days. And so on a sticky pad, you're going to write down your goals for the week. And mine typically are a mixture of self-improvement, fitness, nutrition, family, and friend stuff. The things that matter the most to me. And obviously, my work is going to be a huge part of that. So that just obviously goes without saying. And so open a Google Calendar, if that's what you guys use. And the first thing I would do is write down your work hours, which a lot of you guys don't have a lot of control over. I probably do more than anybody else, but there is fixed hours here that I have to do stuff. Now, this obviously can change from week to week, but block off your work hours. After that, I would put down the time for the non-negotiables. And that would be what your goals are. Your goals are non-negotiable. They're not going to be things you shift and flow in. So your workouts are not negotiable. You're going to squeeze in, whether it's three times a week, four times a week, whatever you're married to, make sure you make that happen. Next thing, family time. Whatever you guys need to do for that, whether it's husband, wife, kids, a mix, extended family, whatever you're doing, make sure you're putting that in play. The next thing I put down is meditation. If you do yoga or you just take time to pray or meditate and be mindful, self-improvement time, etc. Whatever your escapism is, playing golf, uh, shooting guns, going bowling, uh, I don't know. Whatever your thing is, make sure you are listing out. If it is not scheduled, it's not important and it probably won't happen. If it isn't scheduled, it's not important and it probably won't happen. I put in time to cook and prepare food, as minimal as it may be. I just try to do that at least a couple of times per week. Or I'm going to write down what I'm going to eat tomorrow, the day before. So if I'm going to eat twice, I'm going to write down the two meals I'm probably going to eat, or at least have an idea of what they look like and where I'm going to stop and pick them up, depending on what my schedule is going to allow. I also put in time that I'm going to wake up and go to bed. My pre- bedtime rituals, as well as my morning rituals, whatever that looks like for you. You already have some. You might just not write them down. I think writing them down is going to solidify them for you. So if it's taking your supplements, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, wiping your butt, whatever it is, write it down. As dumb as that sounds, if you have to write down, this is the time you take a dump, write down, this is the time you take a dump, just so you have it already there. So everything is kind of chronologically listed out. I know it seems overly simplistic or maybe seems like a journey that's reaching. I do think it helps for you to write down the things that are important to you guys, whatever your pre-bedtime rituals are and your morning rituals. I like to leave no white spaces in the calendar, none. So if I have white space, then I fill it up more with the non-negotiables, the thing that I truly want to get done. So for you listening, 
if you can right now or when you stop driving or doing your cardio or wherever you find yourself, open a calendar. Again, Google Calendar is great. Notes on your iPhone is great. Uh, we actually have a calendar right in front of me in my office here, which is a hard press one. We just change the date every month. And then I actually have a paper calendar here right next to me. On top of that, the post-its, so I know what's going on. And I write down my schedule for the week. Again, it can change week to week. That's why I go daily and then weekly. I don't work any further along than the week because especially right now, this year has been just a mess and things are kind of always shifting and changing, but I'm trying to get back to some semblance of normalcy, but I go day by day and then I block off week by week by week. And again, if you have your calendar open, block out your work hours. Those are already fixed. Schedule down your commute time. Obviously, for you guys, that's part of your work. So if it takes you 20 minutes to get to work, front and back, an hour front and back, whatever it may be, block that time off because you're not getting other stuff done there other than maybe listening to a podcast or some kind of audio book. If that turns into your self-development time and you can just mindlessly drive and really listen, then that's okay as well. But fill up the remaining time with a non-negotiable, such as your workout time, time with friends and family, time to mentally reset, but make sure you're writing those things down. Once you guys do that consistently, you're going to start to see your schedule hours and that time on paper, and you begin to get a feeling of some kind of control. Sometimes we just have to see it, man. Sometimes you just have to see it to believe it. And I say that when people think like, well, it seems like it's so structured and it's so rigid. It's like water. It's going to fill up whatever container you put it in, whether it's a vase or a glass or a pool, it's going to take shape of whatever you are letting the outline be. And the thing for me is, the more structure I have, the more calm I feel, the more structure that's there, the more freedom I feel that I have. It's the routine and it's the structure that allows me to have this sense of just letting go. And again, fill the calendar out with the things that are important to you, sleep, workouts, time, family. Once you do that, immerse yourself in that task for the time that you've allotted. And that's probably the critical part. So whatever you're doing in that time frame, if it's working out, you're really fucking working out. If it's sleeping, you just block off the time to just sleep and just be there. Even if it's just active rest as you lay there and try to just let your mind unwind and go to sleep, I think it's critical. So again, if you're working at work, then just work. Just do the task, whatever it is. Don't try to do 19 things at once. I'm not talented enough to do really more than one thing at once. So I just, I literally go check by check by check by check. And I go down the list. And if you're working out, turn off everything else. Leave your phone in the other room. Try your best to shut your mind off and just get lost in the workout. Don't answer the phone. Don't do anything else. Don't return emails. Just do the workout. If you're pushing a sled, just push a sled. Who gives a shit what's happening on the news or Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn? It doesn't matter. All that matters is you push that sled down the turf. All that matters is you finish the push-ups. All that matters is you finish the squats. If you have a sheet that lists out your workout, like I take a paper sheet in the gym with me, and I just go down that, that's all I really care about. I'll film some stuff afterwards, but during the workout, I don't give a shit. You can call me, you can text me, it's still going to be there in 22 minutes, in 37 minutes, in 41 minutes, however long I have to be training, all that stuff will still be there. The phone calls and the emails will always come, but try to just turn everything else off. Don't answer the phone. Don't return a message. Don't scroll on social. Just do the work. If you're with your husband, 
if you're with your wife, if you're with your kids, it's the same thing. It's your time with them. It's both of your time with them. It's your time with each other. Just be present with them. Don't both be sitting on your fucking phones scrolling and talking about all the shit that's going on in the world. It can't help you. You have to really set the boundaries. And that's where it has to start. You have to set those boundaries. You have to focus on the tasks for that 10 minutes, for that 30 minutes, for that hour. And just be in the moment and focus. Capital. F-O-C-U-S. Focus. As the rock would scream from across the room. If you guys ever follow his Instagram. Next one. A few things to note here. Number one. Obviously, life's going to happen. And schedules can change. And they can change quick. And you might have to adjust on the fly. And you can move things as needed. And you'll find time you never knew you had when you can be fluid with it. And be willing to swap things. I do it all the time here with clients. I try to be as giving as I can with them in terms of shifting. I had two guys in here today. For example, one uh, had to move a work call. So we moved him a slot. The other guy had a doctor's appointment. He had to move up. We moved him a slot. No, it's okay. And I'm like, well, that was my workout time. But I'll just move them. And I'll move this into my podcast time. And I'll do my workout time after this. Even though admittedly I'm getting tired. But I figured... I can gut through the workout. I don't know if I can gut through the podcast. So you just have to schedule things and be able to change and adjust and shift. And you can move things as you need to. And if you do that, you're going to find yourself have a level of calmness, have a level of control, and be so much more productive. I do it right now, even as I look at like our individual schedule. We still, I still coach individual clients here, the ones who really want to work with me. Uh, I don't do it as much as I did like back in the day, but I still do love it. And it, it's fun. It's relationship building for me, especially during a year where... So much of it, I had to be by myself. I'm like, fuck it, man. I'll get as many people in as I can just to like, you know, work with them, help them and have some semblance of adult conversation and normalcy, right? But as I look at my schedule on like a Tuesday, it's like just the individual stuff alone. 6.45, uh, 8 o'clock, 8.40, 9.15, 10, 11, 12. Uh, it's, it's just going down the list of like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Now I have things slotted in between there. Email return, social media, mobility, like all those things have a place and purpose. And if I don't have them written down, I'll forget about them. I'll make up something. I'll get lost in other activity. It's also a great practice to keep you guys off of just scrolling on social media or getting lost in like a YouTube rabbit hole or like the Instagram vortex. So literally just create that schedule. Next thing, make this part of your like Sunday routine, if you will. Um, it'll take an hour maybe even longer in the beginning, but after a few weeks, you'll start to hammer it down in under 20 minutes. And when I say make this part of your Sunday routine, make writing your schedule part of your routine on Sunday. And I say Sunday because for most people, it's the time they, they don't work as much. They probably have some early downtime in the morning. So really just take that early Sunday morning to kind of map out what your days and of the week are going to look like. And over time, you're going to get a a bones of the structure that's going to probably always stay there and you'll always have to slot things around it. And it's going to be an hour investment, but that one hour is going to save you 10, 20, 30 hours during the week, I promise you. Next thing, don't always be about work. And even for me, it's tough. I get it. Like I run my own business, especially now during the year. It's been weird. It's been strange. I've been trying to like, you know, hold this shit together with, you know, gum and, and, and band-aids at, at times. But uh, because I want it to be what I want it to be. 
I could just punt a lot of things and be okay, but I don't want to give up a whole fucking year of my life. I'm just, I refuse to do it. And so I have to remind myself to not always be about work and make sure that I schedule time for the things that matter to me and that make me a better person, uh, a better uh, son, a better brother, a better uh, husband, uh, just a better friend in general, and just be more mindful and aware of everybody and everything around me and not just be just so focused on just work. So all of you guys out listening, don't just be about work. Be about the things that make you happy and make you a better person as well because that is equally if not more important than just work, especially if you're working for a big company and, and people who probably honestly don't give a shit about you. Uh, don't just give your life to that. Next one. When you can do all those things, when you can truly just have a schedule, when you can find a routine to create that, when you can not always be about just the working task, when you can actually set those boundaries, and that's the key here, setting boundaries. And we've said this a million times in this podcast, you got to put your mask on first. You got to do what's important for you to be beneficial and helpful to everybody else. It's not being selfish. It's being selfless, in my opinion, because when you're running at full capacity, you can help you. You can help your husband, your wife, your kids, your coworkers, your friends, everybody else is going to benefit from you having those boundaries for you when you can't say yes to everything. You can't be everything to everyone all the time. It is impossible. If you do, even for a short amount of time, something will crack. Most likely you, you'll have a breakdown and you just completely melt. No one wants to do that. So set those boundaries. And if you can do that, you're going to discover that you'll have this focus that you've probably never had before and this productivity that you've probably never had before. And when you can focus on only the things that matter most to you in that hour, you are going to be a fucking rock star when you can just let everything else go and focus on that task at hand, whatever that may be. And if you try it out, I'm telling you guys, it's going to be much less overwhelming than it is right now. And again, you can't be your own worst enemy here. You can't be your harshest critic in everything that happens and everything you do. It's just... There's no good that can come from it. And so if you've been trying to this point, appreciate the effort you've put in so far, how far you've come, and not just looking at how far you still have to go. I talk about this all the time. If you lost 10 pounds, but you still got 50 to lose, that's fine. Appreciate the 10 you've already lost. Don't look at it like, oh, I still got 50 more to go. You're on your way. You're just in chapter two. Yeah, you want to be in chapter six, but you're going to get there. You just got to go through chapters three, four, and five. It's going to happen. Again, this has been a trying year for everybody, probably on multiple fronts. So you can't just sit and blame yourself for why you have not been getting enough stuff done. Hopefully with these basic, simple tactics, it can help you not be so hard on yourself and help you be more productive and be more mindful and actually be where you are. That is the key. And it's hard when your brain is in 14 different places and you got 19 different things going on. But if you follow a structure and a schedule, it can at least help organize some of the chaos and bring down some of the noise. And I'm not a parent. I don't have kids. And I I could not imagine this with that because I've had enough, you know, discombobulation, enough sadness this year uh, without having to deal with that. I couldn't imagine you guys. It's been, uh, it just hasn't been as fun as it normally is. And I'm trying to make the absolute best of it. My wife does as well. She tries to drag me into it, which is, is very helpful. 
there's a fine line there for sure. But in 2020, especially, don't blame yourself if you haven't reached all the goals you set out to this point. I think all of us have uh, had to shift and uh, and change and pivot in directions we, we probably never thought we could, but we're still here and we're still moving and we're still fighting, you know, every single day to, to keep making the progress. So if you find yourself a couple extra pounds heavier, if you find yourself, you skipped a couple workouts or maybe you had a couple extra drinks, or you didn't get to pay off as much debt as you wanted to, or your business didn't, you know, grow as much as, as uh, you thought it would. I think it's safe to say it's all right, man. It really is. And you can't just keep blaming yourself over and over and over again. All you can do is look at what's happened this far, audit it, assess it, and have a better game plan moving forward. And I really think the key to it is the rituals, the routines, and the schedule and the structure that you allow yourself to follow. And as I say, schedule work, schedule workouts, schedule time to eat food, but also schedule time with just you and your wife, just you and your husband, maybe just you and your kids. Schedule time to just hang out with your homies and do fun shit or whatever your level of comfort is in this world. Like even for me, last week I had a hustle, you know, and uh, sprint out of here to go uh, catch the, you know, the, the Khabib fight with uh, my good friend because they started at 11 o'clock in the morning, which is not ideal. So I actually had to leave work, go watch the fights, then come back to work, finish work and do my workout where normally that would be a time where we could just sit and chill, you know, maybe have a drink or just hang out. And that's kind of the end of my night, you know, have dinner over there and then just, you know, go to sleep. But it was important to me. And I'm like, well, Normally on my Saturday, I come in, I do the work, we film a ton of content for social, Uh, we'll do a podcast, I'll wrap up stuff here, I'll plan for our Sunday, and I kind of map out some of my day. I couldn't do that, I had to be willing to shift and flow, but if I didn't go watch those fights, it would have turned into just another kind of boring, I don't want to say boring Saturday, it's not not accurate, but I would have left here on Saturday at, let's say, you know, 4 o'clock, and then... Last Saturday, I got it here like seven o'clock, which is late, but I was willing to give up some of those hours because I got to do something fun with one of my friends, which is vitally important, especially for me during this year, which I've gotten to do so little things that are fun and that are, you know, mindless and they're escapism. And so I was willing to shift and change. You have to be willing to do the same. I don't know what matters to you guys most, what you do or don't need. That's up to you as the individual, but start with just mapping it out. And putting those pieces into play, it'll give you a sense of control that you probably don't have at the moment if you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. And be willing to shift and be willing to change with it. And again, the takeaway from this entire episode is just don't don't beat yourself up. Don't call yourself fat. Don't call yourself stupid. Don't call yourself a loser. Don't just keep beating yourself into the ground. <laughs> I promise you, uh, life finds a way of doing that on its own. It doesn't need your help. So look at where you're at right now. If some things haven't went the way you've wanted them to or they haven't been ideal, it's okay. Let's have a better game plan moving forward all the way through the rest of 2020 into 2021 so we can head into it just kicking the shit out of the world and we're riding on an absolute high. And that is why we ultimately create our 50 Days of Fitness Challenge. That's why we put people in there. We really harp on mapping out a schedule of what you need to do to be the most successful with your health, your fitness, your nutrition, your sleep, and your goals moving into the new year. So if you're interested, 
shameless plug here. Hit me up. I'll give you guys a, a discount code uh, from the podcast to enter our 50 Days of Fitness Challenge. I'm happy to work with you guys in any capacity. I do think it will help. It has helped me, and I think now more than ever, just having a positive, like-minded community of humans around is going to do you so much, so much good. So take that for what it's worth, you guys. A little self-love goes a long way, especially in a very trying, unique, weird, strange just funky time. We're all kind of living through it together. So hopefully you guys enjoy that and you took something from it. And I can't harp on it enough. Setting a schedule um, is the heart and soul of what I do. It allows me to be this productive and get this many things done and put out this much content and help this many people. And without it, I would forget a lot of th- important things and I would not be nearly as, you know, if you want to say, you know, successful in terms of helping people if I didn't have a uh, a schedule mapped out uh, in a meticulous way uh, that I do. So again, reminder, if you guys uh, are looking for some CBD, if you're looking for a place where you can find some quality sleep supplements, the Beam CBD uh, Dream product has helped me more than probably anything else. It is not addictive. It's just got CBD, melatonin, and L-theanine in there, which helps me get quality restorative sleep. You can always get 20% off on me. And if you really want to try the dream product, we can ship you some capsules right to your house. You just take them with some water before you go to bed and just see how deep and restful you sleep. Uh, If nothing else, it'll help you turn your brain off because you'll be out like a light. And uh, I can't say it enough. It's it's helped me. And I'm just not a fan of taking things that I'm going to get, you know, highly uh, addicted to. So I try to find things that can be as natural as possible to help me just, you know, just feel better. And I think now more than ever, quality sleep is a, is a vital thing. And so that's what I've been doing. So I've been on their dream product and the tincture as well. So if you're interested, hit me up. We'll get you guys 20% off on that always and forever. And other than that, hope you guys have an amazing uh, rest of your Friday night. I'll be back probably tomorrow with Heather on the podcast. I'm going to try to do one Sunday as well. I got two different subjects on the docket. One uh, heavy uh, kind of nutrition focused and then one with her we're kind of how to talkling, talkling, talk. I'm making up words. Talkling. That's like tackling and talking together. If they had a baby, that's what would come out. Um, we're talking about some other lifestyle stuff tomorrow with her, so I'm excited for that. But uh, I'm getting tired. I got to go squeeze in my own workout. So you guys, uh, you know, stay safe, stay sweaty, keep things fun, keep it funky. And uh, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass, please. It helps me a ton. Go to your podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. Share this with a friend or family member who you know needs to hear it, who's been beating the shit out of themselves, and they don't need to be. Uh, It goes a long way hearing some words, even if it's from a crazy person like me, if it can help them. I think it'd be beneficial. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys. I welcome, I appreciate it. And if you guys are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, we have about 1,300 videos on there. All the podcasts, all our Instagram stuff, a lot of other Q&As, recipes, everything in between. It's 100% free. It's just Jeremy Scott Fitness on YouTube. So hit subscribe and the videos will, will send you updates every time we load them. So have a great night, everybody. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.